Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. And we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, listeners. Yes. After we have given you two seasons. 30 episodes. You have given us a gift on our doorstep and it's on fire. Don't put it out with your boots, Ned. (laughs) I think it's Ted. Is it Ted? Is it? Either way, don't put it out with your boots. That's what we're about to do. Yep. (laughs) We're going to put We're stepping in something. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, though. We are thankful to be closing out season two. Looking back, we had some really fun epipods this time. We started off with Guns N' Roses. Yeah. It seems like forever ago. It, it really does. It seems like that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. A couple epipods later, we had our first guest of the season, JM, mm-hmm. came on for the postal service. Yep. Thanks to Hayes Promar, we got to talk about Dylan Fence. And Jeff came on for Octung Baby. Micah came on for Jimmy World. Thanks to my wife. My beautiful Irish lady, lady for coming on here. Yep. And then our next guest actually was your wife. Yep. My Viking goddess. Talking about Janet Jackson. Miss Nasty. I'm talking about the album. (laughs) Okay, good. I got real nervous there. (laughs) Yeah. Not as many guests on this season due to COVID, but we have really had a lot of fun and hit a lot of albums all over the map. Everything from the Smiths to uh, the the Avid Brothers to Metallica to Public Mm -hmm. Enemy. Looking forward to more guests next season if we're in a place that we can do so. I think that'll be a fun thing to to look forward to. I agree. Well, Matt, we had such fun ending season one with a listener's choice contest that we decided to do the same thing. This one was pretty exciting because in our finals, we had three finalists. Yeah. NSYNC's debut album. Entered by Jordan Pinley. Counting Crows, August and Everything After. Entered by my brother, Neil. And then the third finalist was the Foo Fighters, Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace, which was submitted by Joy and Gallinera. Came down to a battle there. Counting Crows were running away with it. Mm -hmm. And then Foo Fighters started making a strong comeback, and I thought, this is happening. Yep. And then... It's happening. Jordan, who created an Instagram account just for this competition, (laughs) ended up rallying the troops... Came back with a vengeance. It was done. So he's here for work songs? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Because he told me, he's like, how do I vote? I said, you got to be on Instagram. That's amazing. Many thanks to you, Jordan. Yeah. I guess we've delayed long enough, Matt. The winner of this year's Listener's Choice, NSYNC. Oh, cool. So we're doing like the album that has like Bye Bye Bye. You'd think we were. Yeah. But not only did Jordan pick NSYNC for us to review, but NSYNC's first album, not even the one with Bye 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 on it. All I did was intro the band. And so I wanted to hear Bye Bye Bye. (laughs) And you know what? Everybody wants to hear Bye Bye Bye. That's all we're going to hear of that one Mm. because we don't get to review it. Democracy. Yeah. Matt, what was your feeling when you found out we were going to have to review NSYNC? It was sort of like the, the seven stages of denial. <laughs> uh, it was like shock, <laughs> then your know, sadness. Hunger. Hunger. Confusion. And then finally acceptance. Yeah. I have been thanking you, Jordan, as I've been walking the dog and listening to NSYNC, <laughs> driving around Raleigh, blasting NSYNC. Yep. One of my daughters came in the other day. She goes, ooh, as soon as she heard it, because she thought, ooh, who's this daddy? I love this. I <laughs> know, uh, dear. As always, 
We'd like to start with our memories. So, Matt, what is your memory of NSYNC? You know this. Probably a lot of listeners don't know this. That I love to travel. It's a passion of mine. A few years ago, I had the really rare opportunity to go visit India. You know, w- when I go somewhere like that, I want to get out and really explore the villages. I want to get out away from the cities into more of the, the, the villages, really experience the culture. Yeah, you know? back roads. Yeah, so you know, we're, we're riding elephants. We're, we're getting out there. We get to this village, and, and the people are just wonderful. You know, you can just tell that they're just such a tight-knit community. And But as soon as we get there, you can just feel there's like a cloud kind of hanging over this village. And we find out that all the children have been kidnapped into slavery. Oh, dear. Yeah. Almost as bad as all the children being taken was the fact that one of their very important stones had been stolen as well. <laughs> I mean, they were almost more shook up about the stone than, than the kids. But, you know, being the, the swarthy explorer I am, I've got to be a hero. So me and my traveling party, which was, you know, my you know, attractive lady friend, mm-hmm. and then our... um comically caricature ethnic child we set out to find out what's going on with these kids so we we find this these ruins of, you know, deep in the jungle it's a religious building i mean maybe like a church or something but it was very dark i mean i'd say it's almost like a a church of gloom we see what's going on we find all the kids the, the kids are in slavery they're you're know, mining they're, they're doing just backbreaking work and there's this priest guy who has everyone kind of brainwashed. And he's got all these guys working for him. This is quite a vacation. Was, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I needed a vacation after this vacation, <laughs> let me tell you. We're watching these rituals this guy's doing. And, and he takes this one guy and he puts him on this, like, almost medieval torture device with his hands and his feet are bound. And he starts, like, pushing against this guy's chest. And this guy's screaming, like, oh, you're tearing up my heart. <laughs> um, and he rips this guy's heart out. Oh, which, my God! Which is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's still beating in his hand. What? And the guy's alive, like still looking at it. Like, I don't understand. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. Finally, the priest and his cronies catch us. He has me drink some blood. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. At Cliche. this point, yeah. you know, winning Church well, of Gloom. And I go into this trance, and I'm, I can't get out of it. And my sexy lady friend is put on the same sort of torture device oh and then there's a there's a pit of lava sure and he's like slowly lowering her in and i'm still in the strands and she's yelling out she's like indy indy her nickname for me was indy which is short for independent because i love independent music <laughs> and she's yelling at me and nothing is working she's like i'm crazy for you and i need love and finally she says i want you back and i snap out of it that's what did it i can't remember how, you know, it gets a little fuzzy because i'm coming out of the strands but i, I push the priest from this doomy temple thing into the lava. I pull her back out from the lava. We rescue and save all the, the children, you know, get them back to their, their village. Uh-huh. Hey, and in the end, I mean, I think those people were still happier to get that rock back, but you know, whatever, you know, it's, it was <laughs> such an exciting, weird experience. I'll never forget. And then on the, the flight back home, we heard this album for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like from the moment you landed in India, uh-huh. there was a clear and present danger oh, yeah. everywhere you looked. Oh, yeah. Were you ever worried afterwards that the people might come after you? Once this temple guy, yeah. he was out of the picture, you know, everyone just kind of snapped out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was worried that they would come after you and that you'd be some sort of fugitive. Which, if you'd gotten back to the U.S., it would have been fine because you would have been presumed innocent. True. This guy really would have had to make his case. And I feel like drinking the blood Mm -hmm. and the heart and the lava and the kidnapping, all of that's going to be 
pretty difficult for him to make his, his case to yeah. be able to take you back. Well yeah. done. Thanks. Good job. I feel like it was a little bit of a softball with Harrison Ford. <laughs> There's a whole list here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started. Listener's choice in sync. So we'll kick it off with this. What's the problem? I don't see anything wrong with this. This is good. This is good. Oh, yeah. It's catchy. Yeah. It's weird. When I was listening to that album, I don't remember the song. Sorry, everybody. That was actually Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Sorry. Do you think anybody will notice? Uh, Sorry, sorry. So I I think I found it now. Here we go. In sync. I'm not thinking this is in sync. No? This new edition. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I always get them confused. Yeah. But I mean, I could see why, wow, even though they were like 15 years apart, but whatever. Sorry, here we yeah, go. Right. In sync. No, we're right. This is more like. Hey, wait a second. It sounds so familiar, though. It does. There's five of them, five young men, five cuties. All right, all right. Pretty sure this is, this is it. Yeah, that's more like is it. it? Uh, still feels off. In sync? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think that's it. Oh, all right. How about this? There we go. That's it. <laughs> that, that's the stuff. In sync. In sync. Catchy. They're catchy. Yeah. Heart throbs. I get it. Yeah. I see the hooks. Yeah. I mean, hooks for days. Oh, no. Sorry. That's the monkeys. No? The monkeys? Yep. I feel like we're just we're not quite there yet. Man, I apologize apologize to all the fans out there it's kind of hard to differentiate who's who in these boy bands yeah i mean there's there's a little bit of a sameness <laughs> thread <laughs> through a lot of these interesting story though like around maybe seventh or eighth grade my friend brian rayner and i went to carowinds mm-hmm. which is an amusement park that borders north and south carolina and we actually saw the new kids on the block in concert oh really yeah, i believe tiffany opened now, Brian and I, a couple years before, we both attended our first concert together with our moms, which was the Monkees reunion tour. <laughs> I knew you loved the yeah. Monkees. Oh, See, man. you love boy bands. I do love boy bands. <laughs> I do think we were two of the very few males at Carowinds that day. Did well, you have to buy tickets? I think we bought tickets to the concert, which got you into Carowinds. Think about it. You're like 12, 13 years old at an amusement park, and it's all... 12, 13, 14-year-old girls everywhere. Oh, yeah. You guys were stoked. Of course, we're trying to be all like smooth. So we would be you know, sitting in line for like Thunder Road or some ride. And we'd talk just a little bit too loud about how we're friends with the new kids. And <laughs> you know, Jordan's our cousin. And oh, all my stuff. gosh. Yeah, Did that ever work? No. Yeah. <laughs> So I've, I've got a little bit of a history with, with boy bands, but... How was it? I don't remember much about the concert, because it, it was in... I don't know if they still have it, but it was like an outdoor amphitheater there. I think we were way in the back. I remember, I mean, lots of ear-piercing screams yeah. from Brian and me. But, uh, <laughs> well, you had to raise your voice so that everybody around you could hear hey, that Jordan's your cousin. Uh, Jordan's my cousin. <laughs> During the whole show. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> so, you know, when people talk about NSYNC being the greatest boy band, I take a little issue with that. Okay. But maybe we'll find out why. 
today. Every generation has its boy band. It's fun to trace all those pop idols. The best one is, I think it was like 1961, Elvis went off to the army. Mm -hmm. And so there was a void. Fabian and Dion Mm -hmm. came in and they were there for just a hot minute because then the Beatles came and (laughs) forget everything else. (laughs) But then they still come back. Well, and that's why the monkeys came. Yeah, because then the Beatles are growing out their hair. They're stuck in the studio. They're not providing that teen pop image mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. And so then the monkeys come and sell more records than the Beatles and the Stones combined in that year. Yeah, the girls are going crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to trace. Then you get into like the seventies, and you've got the Partridge Family, David Cassidy. Yep, David and Cassidy. then his Sean younger Cassidy. brother Sean Cassidy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got Bay City Rollers. There's an argument. I mean, even though they're much older, but you've got. The Bee Gees and Andy Gibb. I mean, Andy Gibb's kind of this young teen idol. Yeah. For my sisters, it was Duran Duran. Yeah. But here we are. We've made our way into the 90s. We've now taken you through a short history through boy bands. After this void of grunge, the market is ready for another boy band. Mm-hmm. And so they give you Backstreet Boys. But then after that, they give you sync. Yep. That's what we're going to cover today. <laughs> it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. But when we are apart, I feel it. That's Tearing Up My Heart by NSYNC. Matt, what are your thoughts on this one? As someone who once considered himself a musician, I always put a lot of stock in the band mentality and creating music as a band. And it's it's your own imagination and, and creation. Bands like R.E.M. who are like, we're going to do it our way. Hopefully we're successful, but if not, we're, we're going to be true to who we are. And so I've always struggled with, let's slap five guys together who have some talent, but they're also cute. Right. And we're going to mass market an act. So I always kind of come into you know, discussions of boy bands with a little bit of, of a bias against them. But it's pretty darn catchy. So in terms of just the boy band model, yeah, you struggle with that. Yeah. But when you hear the song... I could see where people get into it. Yeah. If it had been three days before now, and you'd have played that clip for me and said, Hey, which one is this? I may have said NSYNC. Right. I may have said Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I may have said 98 degrees. I may not have known exactly which one it is. Yeah, yeah. Which therein lies the rub. Right. You can't deny a good pop song. Right. So removing, you know, any sort of problem you have with Mm -hmm. how it was created, they nail it. This is ranked the fifth greatest boy band song of all time by Billboard. And the funny thing is, is that it was offered up to the Backstreet Boys Mm. and they declined it. Oof. (laughs) So... 
Yeah, so the guy who wrote this song, Max mm-hmm. Martin, is known for, I don't know, 30, 40 years of writing incredible hits. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who wrote Baby One More Time for Britney Spears, Since You've Been Gone wow. for Kelly Clarkson, I Kissed a Girl. Was that a song or is that you're just making a statement? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was just <laughs> bragging. This is the guy who produced All That She Wants and The Sign for Ace of Bass. So not only as a songwriter, but as a producer, he is the sound of pop. He really is influential in terms of what pop sounds like. You have to hand it to Max Martin and songwriters of that ilk because to write pop songs is not a simple thing Mm -hmm. because there's a reason that we walk away and we're singing it for days and days like we've been doing. (laughs) And will be for years to come. Last night, falling asleep, I just thought, hopefully this is the last night (laughs) that I'll be falling asleep within sync in my head but then i forgot about i have to edit this over the next oh, few days yeah, so it's probably going to be sorry. a few weeks all right here we go which incidentally is also the name of this next track here we go Matt, let's talk about the band yeah. here. Group of five bros, and they are in sync. <laughs> but they didn't start out that way. It took a lot of work. You've got Chris. Chris with, Goggles Kirkpatrick. Yes, that's right. So Goggles tried out for Backstreet Boys Oof. and didn't make the cut. Oof. I wonder if he got cut because he was too old for Backstreet Boys. can't be called a Backstreet Boy. You're not a boy anymore. More like a man band. Young man band. <laughs> I'm going to form a man band. Are you interested? Oh, gross. Fine, I'll go get younger teenagers hey, and put them in this some, band. I need to find some 17-year-olds yeah. to join my crew. <laughs> Next, we got Just In. His nickname's Newsflash because this Just In, Justin Timberlake is hot. Read all about it, people. Just In goes and finds his old... His old Mouseketeer friend. Yeah, his old Mouseketeer, J.C. JC's nickname is the boy band savior, JC. <laughs> anyway, they needed Chris because he could rent a car to drive them around. Yeah, that's right. Legal driving <laughs> age for renting cars. Yeah. 25. Everybody knows that. He's like, if I can go off to war, then I can go off to fame in a boy band. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he was trying to dodge the draft <laughs> with this boy band. Everybody knows that works. Yeah. And somebody knew Joey. The fat one. <laughs> that's right. Joey fat one. Junior. I bet Senior has gold rings on every finger. <laughs> no, he does. And then our fifth member, Jason Galasso. Yep. And so they've got in sync. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they came up with their name, Matt? I really don't. Justin Timberlake's mom came up with their oh. name. Yeah. She said, You boy sound so in sync. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Can we have a bagel bite? <laughs> Wait, that's the thing is like, man, you can't trust your mom to name your band. Mm. You know, I mean, most moms would be like, 
oh, you should be the Bagel Bite Boys. Mom, stop. So when I was in high school, our high school had a radio station. Yeah. And we had a radio class that we took. And me and my friend Stan had a, a weekly show where we get on in the evenings and play music. We needed a name for our show. And his dad was a big Star Trek fan. And he was like, you know, you should be the Out of Space Gang. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, and there was that brief moment where we were like, that's ridiculous. Then we like made eye contact and we're like, yes. <laughs> is that, that what you became? That is the name. So we became the Out of Space Gang. Sometimes it works. Also, I like that he's a big Star Trek fan, <laughs> but it's not Star Trek related. Like Out of Space, he could be a big NASA fan right. or a big Star Wars fan. Right. Yep. I was expecting like Spock friends or Spock's something. boys. Yeah. There's always something with gang or club right. when your parents. Right. I'm sure that if my kids now came to me and said we're forming an indie rock band, I'd be like, you should be the best friends club. Oh, or, the unicorn crew. Yeah. <laughs> the best friends club. But it worked. And then they, they realized that the last letter of each person's name filled out in sync. So Justin, the N, Joey mm-hmm. is the Y. Chris is the S. Yeah. Who else? Jason mm-hmm. is the N. And then... uh. Oh, JC. JC. So then they're shopping around. They're trying to get this band going. They're going to get signed by Lou Pearlman, mm-hmm. who told his ex to call him Big Papa. I think I know who killed Biggie. He said, I love when they call me Big Papa. Yep. And Lou Pearlman wasn't there for it. You heard it here, the conspiracy. That's going to be our next podcast, right? Yep. But yeah, this, this Lou Pearlman guy, I don't even think we need to spend a lot of time on him except to say that he grew up and had some pretty dirty dealings, coming up with fake companies. He's responsible for the largest Ponzi scheme in history, Hmm. over $300 million. He got into the business because he had an an aviation company and he was really into blimps. So he started meeting famous people because I guess famous people rent blimps and stuff. Anyway, he, when he saw the success of new kids on the block, that's when he decided I can make a lot of money in that. He's also Art Garfunkel's cousin. Oh, there's nothing to say about that because it's Art Garfunkel. <laughs> you want to kill a conversation, just bring up Art Garfunkel. And, he, and, he, and he's John Oates's <laughs> second cousin <Yeah>. once removed. <laughs> yeah, so he formed Backstreet Boys in 1993 and then decided that someone is going to come up with a rival to this band. Yeah, you need a foil. You need a foil. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm just going to be responsible for both. Pretty smart business plan. Yeah. So he is the one responsible for NSYNC. But Jason... Mm-hmm did not want to be in a boy band. Creative differences. Yeah. The, he's the Pete Best of NSYNC. That's right. You got to hand it to him to stick to his guns. And uh, he's doing pretty well right now because I went on his site and found out that homebuyer mortgage demand spikes 33% as rates set another record low. So if you want to talk about a home loan option, Jason Glasso is there for you. Good for him. So he's done well. All right. So with Jason gone, they needed a bass vocalist. Some would say a bass vocalist. Right. That's probably what they did. They just Googled bass (laughs) vocalist (laughs) and came up with Lance Bass. Yep. So to round out NSYNC is Lance. Lance. His nickname is Lance. (laughs) (laughs) One notable thing about Lance is that he was not a good dancer. Oh. The label had issues with it, but they guaranteed him that they'd bring him up to speed. Okay. As I've been enjoying many NSYNC videos. Yeah. He was kind of struggling there in the back a little bit. Right. I think Lance quickly rose to being one of the crowd favorites. Sweet guy. Yeah. You always have your different images. You got your bad boy. Mm-hmm. Which one's the bad boy in this one? Is that? It's not Joey. No. He's too He's huggable. too kind of, Yeah. He's <laughs> the big teddy bear. Big teddy bear. So you got your big teddy bear in every yep. band. Yep. You got your bad boy who's... Is it... Goggles? Yeah. Maybe goggles. Yeah. 
I mean, he's bad in that he's 12 like, years older than he's everyone like else. 30. <laughs> yeah. So he's been to prison probably. He's got like, a, he's got kids. They, <laughs> he's got teenage daughters and their friends are like, oh, I love your dad. Like freaking out. And they're like, gross. Gross. Your dad's goggles. <laughs> he's the bad boy because he's seen a lot. You got the All American, which I guess is. Is that Justin Timberlake? Yeah, probably so. Is that Newsflash? Newsflash. Um, <laughs> which one is JC? The hot one? He's the hot one. Okay. Yeah. In every boy band, you've got the hot one, the All-American, yep. X-Con, X-Con, and the teddy bear. X-Con. <laughs> and, then, and then Lance. What's Lance? Lance is like the boy next door. Isn't that like All-American? Oh, he's the bad dancer. Okay, yeah. So every band. That's the formula. That's the formula. Lou Pearlman's formula for every boy band. Because even in like the new kids, like I think Donnie was like the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Which problem. Donnie, I was looking up stuff because if you search for NSYNC in YouTube, lots of boy bands come up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And so I watched a performance of New Kids on the Block. Donnie was wearing a Public Enemy t-shirt. Oh. There you go. You know, he would have been the... He would have uh, been the bad boy. Yeah, ex-con. Jordan's kind of the heartthrob. Yep, he's the hot one. Joey. Maybe, maybe Lance is like Joey. Yeah. The younger, more innocent. More innocent. Yeah. yeah. And then who was the teddy bear in that one? I don't, I, you've lost me. I don't know uh, any more of them. Simon? I don't know. I don't even know. Theodore? Remember, I don't remember any of the names yeah. after this. Those guys. <laughs> and I even saw them in concert. Did you get a t-shirt? It's like the only concert I've not gotten a t-shirt. Oh, man. I, I should have gotten a Tiffany t-shirt. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That's how you make a boy band, folks. We cracked the code. And once you've done that, then you have them sing songs like this. Can this be true? Tell me, can this be real? What I feel My life was complete I thought I was whole Why do I feel like I'm losing control I never thought that love could feel like this And you changed my world with just one kiss How can it be that right here with me It's a miracle Your love is like a river Peaceful and deep Your soul is like a secret That I never could keep When I look into your eyes I know that it's true God must have spent A little more time on you There are a couple other, I think, codes to crack when yeah. it comes to boy bands. Matching white suits. Yes. And you've got to work some classical guitar into your ballad. Especially if it has a Spanish feel yes. to it. Oh, yeah. So one question about this one. Why is the God must have spent in parentheses in the title? Most of the time it comes after. after. <laughs> man, I mean, NSYNC, they're just breaking Maybe they the mold, man. They didn't want this, you know, to get picked up by algorithms as some Christian worship song, which... It kind of sounds a little bit like when they're talking about... The, <laughs> Creatures great and small. Yeah. <laughs> the, the stars in the sky or whatever. Your love is like a river, peaceful and deep. Part of the boy band formula is that they're safe for preteens. So yep. you want parents to feel good. Mm-hmm. You don't want to push the envelope too far in, in the direction of sex. Yep. Because then parents will be like, nope, shut it off. Yep. So you've got all these kids and probably middle America and the South being like, no, they're Christians. Look, it says yeah, God. Yeah, they say God. And then when you watch the video, it's this weird video. Yeah. They're in white suits, but it's like a baby growing up. Yeah. Is it a love song or is it like 
a song about your kids. Yeah. Is it supposed to also be somewhat religious? It's it's a country song. Like at its heart. At its heart, it's a country song. Yeah. And you know that also because Alabama recorded it a few years ago and had NSYNC sing the backgrounds on it. Oh, my God. And it went to number three on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. There you go. <laughs> I love when country bands hear an R&B song and then they twang it up twang a little it bit. Just a t- but these days, they don't have to do much. I no. Mean, it's not that far. No. Well, you, you talk about the safety of, of song content and parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also think a key demographic for boy bands are moms. You know, you get... You get the <laughs> Why'd you snicker? Because what? <laughs> no, because I mean, I think I think the entry point for boy bands are preteen girls, yeah. teenage girls. Yeah. But I think the moms see that they're safe. Yeah. And yeah. they get into them too. And so oh, okay. I imagine at the peak of NSYNC, if you went to an NSYNC concert, there were a lot of moms there with their daughters. I mean, they were there probably. They had, they had to chaperone. Drive, they had to drive yeah. But also I'm guessing that they developed some fans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that moms were like, hmm. I like that JC. I like that that one. <laughs> he looks hug, hug. Yeah, I like that Chris, except that he's older than me. He's older than me. <laughs> How many people do you think danced at their wedding to this song? All of them. Do you think that they're embarrassed now by that? Um, I'm not. You danced to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like a wedding song. It could be a love song. It could yeah. be a song that you write about your kid. Your fiftieth wedding anniversary. You're playing yeah. this song. Yep. When you get that burrito that you love Mm -hmm. you know then Mm -hmm. you just hold it up and you sing to that god must have spent a little more time on you burrito (laughs) you're perfect we're not going to cover this next song but when i was listening to this long god must have spent a little more time on you these songs are so long and thinking how this is such a a safe song immediately they follow it up with this You got it. I want it. it. I mean, I'll do whatever it takes. (laughs) It's just funny the balance of the sexual and the wholesomeness, you know, that they're really trying to walk that tightrope. Right. I know listeners are already surprised when I say this, but I didn't know a whole lot about NSYNC, the background of the band. Uh I didn't realize how sort of European this album was. Like the label was from Germany. Yeah. I think they recorded a lot of it overseas. Mm -hmm. The songwriting and production were, you know, this sort of central European machine, if you will. But you hear it on that. That's a song that 
harkens back to Ace of Base. Exactly. That's probably my favorite song that I've heard on this album. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because it, it doesn't sound like NSYNC to me. And that's actually more of a compliment to NSYNC because that's a song that could be any other number of acts. Right. You know, so it, it doesn't have to me that NSYNC feel. It has a very Ace of Base feel. It's that Eurovision yeah. Oh, yeah. feel. As soon as you hear that beat in that synthesizer, yep. you know, it could be a German or Swedish. Yeah. Your share could have done the song. Ugh, yeah, you know? true. I mean, it's got that feel to it. Anybody could have done this song. Yeah, right. It, yeah, that's yeah, no that's doubt. how generic no it is, though. Yeah. Even the vocals aren't distinctive enough. They don't sound like NSYNC. They're so vanilla. To say that about NSYNC <laughs> means it's so bland. Right. It's like the vanilla ice cream that forgot to put in vanilla and sugar. <laughs> so whatever that makes. Right. <laughs> no, this one drives me crazy. I thought, what are we doing? It's like they're just throwing everything in there. Yeah. Tearing up my heart, which is more of a traditional boy band formula. Mm-hmm. The second song, I Just Want to Be With You, written and produced by Full Force, and mm-hmm. they have... a extensive R&B background. So that sounds like a late 80s R&B yep. song. God must have spent a little more time on you. Sounds like a country song yeah. ballad. Yep. And here we go. Sounds like Tony, 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 yeah. or some sort of early 90s New Jack Swing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you go here to Eurovision. Yep. So it's all over the map. You expect to like walk into some dance club in Berlin and hear that beat over yeah. and over for hours. I feel like you could play in sync at the rec center dance. Yep. And it would sound varying by genres in just one album. Right. You know? They're like, what station is this? This is great. They this, play all sorts of I music. I love Mix 108.3. <laughs> they play all today's yeah. hits. <laughs> all right. Well, this love train continues. <laughs> Next stop, I want you back. This was their first single in the U.S. I think their first single worldwide, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Pretty big hit worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's been top 10 in countries, number one in countries, certified gold in the U.S., Australia, and I think Germany. The world loves some boy bands. I'm watching the video for this. The space station? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Other than goggles, they look so young. Yeah. Like they look like little kids, especially yeah. Justin Timberlake. He's like 14 at the time, <laughs> right. hanging out with a 35-year-old. <laughs> goggles i think he adopted them didn't he i think he did legally <laughs> yeah which is a smart business move on his it was part. really savvy yeah i'm sure he got all the royalties from them at that point <laughs> still minors 
we're getting back to the boy band with this track. Yeah. This is what you think of, yeah. at least in the 90s. It's mm-hmm. these hip-hop influenced beats and the harmonies. And this is the one where they're dancing around and, and doing all the moves, mm-hmm. which they perfect in my opinion, on Bye Bye Bye. Yeah. But you know what, listeners? We didn't get to review that one. We had to review this one, so we didn't get to the perfect instinct. Yep. We're still dealing with the formative years. The ingredients are still coming together Yep. at this point. Another one of the board band formulas. Every song is about relationships. Yep. But it seems that the lyrics for a hit is to have these teen idols singing to these generally teenage girls mm-hmm. or preteen and they're voicing to them the things that those girls want to say and want to hear. You know, yeah. everything is, a, you're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. Yep. And these girls are like, oh my gosh, he's oh, singing that to me. Just to me. Yeah. And you know, it'd be different if you just had a bunch of extremely attractive young men, aside from goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were singing about the environment or they're up there singing about the state of the world today and, yeah. you know, social issues. Right. You don't get to touch any of that. No, nah, those are... Persona non grata in boy band song content. Can you imagine if there was a socially conscious boy band? (laughs) What would they be called? Just Us. Like Justice? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would they still have the same like formula of like the heartthrob? Teddy bear. Yeah. Except the teddy bear would be like the endangered teddy bear. Oh, yeah. Like the panda. And the bad boy would be the one who's riding a jet ski up to a whaler and taking it out. Throwing a Molotov cocktail in a whale ship. That's the bad boy. So one of the more fun storylines of the 90s is the rivalry between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, Mm -hmm. which I think was fueled by their manager. Probably so. He kind of pitted them against one another. He's going to make more money. Mm -hmm. So everything's a win for him. If one band puts out a single, the other band answers back, or if they're talking about each other in the press. When I think about boy bands... I. I think about them probably because of Justin Timberlake. But Backstreet Boys, I I don't know any of their names. I swear to you, when I was looking up the Backstreet Boys, I looked at one and I was like, is that Donnie Wahlberg? I really thought... Donnie Wahlberg today? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they are old. No, I thought, oh, one of the Wahlbergs is in here. Like, I had no idea. Is Nick Lachey, was he? I remember that name. Was he a Backstreet Boy? I think. He was married to Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah. Or was he 98 Degrees? See, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. See, I don't know. You're right, though. I mean, when someone says boy bands, I think New Kids on the Block, and I can picture those guys. Yeah. And I, I think NSYNC. Even before this, aside from Goggles, mm-hmm. I knew their names. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of knew their personalities a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Right. I'm on the fringe of pop culture. I'm not watching MTV at that time. So it's not just Justin Timberlake, although that is the driving force that mm-hmm. became very clear that this guy's, they're two lead singers. Yeah. JC and Newsflash. Newsflash. <laughs> but it was clear that just in time, <laughs> Bear Lake was the star and was going to break out. Yep. The funny thing, though, about that is Backstreet Boys have sold something like 130 million, mm-hmm. which is insane. Is that insane with a capital N? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about bands with these classic albums that we've yeah. discussed selling 8, eight million, 4 million. Yeah. Million. 4 million. And that being a huge deal and these being iconic in society. I think the big thing is, is it breaks out worldwide. Yeah. 130 million. NSYNC has only sold 60 or 70 million. Oh. So it's a significant difference. Right. It's not, Oh, they've upped them by a few million or anything. They've doubled them. Yeah. So Backstreet Boys are way more successful. Wow. Except in the, in, in your conscience. Yeah. In my conscience. Yeah. I think about NSYNC. Yeah. Matt, as an album, it shows a promising band. It gave a glimpse of 
their future mm-hmm. after this album. They and Backstreet Boys were breaking ties and in lawsuits with Lou Pearlman and starting to mature as artists. And by the time their next album came out, just two years later, No Strings Attached mm-hmm. set a record for one week sales selling 2.4 million copies in the first week alone. Holy cow. Jeez. And so it was clear that they struck a chord mm-hmm. with everyone, uh, but uh, the world. Yeah. yeah. But gosh, as an album, this album really does not hold up. <laughs> I get it. If you were nine when this came out, you know, and tearing up my heart and these songs are going to draw you in, but yeah. it's all over the map. Aside from those two hits, it's just really thin. I totally agree. I think there's some definite nostalgia that comes into play with some of these because as we were leading up to this and mm-hmm. people were voting you know i even got texts and, and comments from people who are probably i don't know 10 years younger than me and are for lack of a better term you know music snobs i mean they're into independent music yeah. and they're into you know alternative stuff and they're they're not necessarily listening to top 40 and several of them were like oh man there are some fantastic songs on this album yeah. like because like, you're right it was like it was right in that wheelhouse where they were probably in their teen years and more attuned to, to pop radio and so that's mm-hmm. what they were hearing yeah for many people this album is an important album yeah um, but but you're right it, it's clearly like the stepping stone to to what was to come from nsync mm-hmm. i mean there's no way to get through every song on this album and we really shouldn't i think we've hit the quote-unquote high point. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. Matt, even though I have been in in sync land now all week, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to returning home. <laughs> like a soldier. Yeah. Coming back from war. That's right. In your white suit. <laughs> <laughs> Wearied and haggard. I did enjoy elements of this, and it was mm-hmm. fun, especially when I got to listen to Bye Bye Bye, because I'll never turn that song off the radio. I love it. This is not an album I voluntarily would have spent time listening to. I think the um, listeners knew that. But it's been fun to do this. Now, honestly, like really when the when NSYNC was you know at their peak and was a thing, I probably ignored it. Even, even coming from a place where I'm probably a little snobbish about boy bands and mm-hmm. NSYNC, there's no denying that the stuff is catchy. They're, they're fun pop songs. You know, you can play it with your kids and you're not worried about, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going to hear and it's perfectly safe. It's there's a formula there and and it, and it works. All right, Matt. Well, one thing we challenge ourselves with each epipod is Mm -hmm. if you had to remove a song from an album, Mm -hmm. which one would it be? I don't think that's going to work for this one. No, not at all. Because just one. (laughs) We have a different challenge this time. You get to pick my ringtone that I'm committed to having on my phone until we record season three's first epipod. Let's do this. And I will pick yours. Okay. Matt, what ringtone are you giving me? The ringtone that I'm giving you off this wonderfully classic boy band album is a song that's actually very near and dear to me because it's my mom's favorite song of all time. The version that they do of it is almost note for note to the original which if we were normally doing our thing where we would remove a song, this would be the song I would remove because I feel like it's not an improvement at all on the original. <laughs> you can't beat a classic like Christopher Cross. So I'm giving you Sailing. Thank you. Yes. For this I mean, 
wonderful gift of a ringtone. Just let the wind take you where it will <laughs> oh my gosh. in the next few weeks. What's my ringtone? All right, Matt. <laughs> oh, boy. My ringtone that I'm giving you to have Aww. on your phone Aww. Yep. until we record season three mm-hmm. is Giddy Up. That's really thoughtful because, I mean, you know my love of equestrian-themed things. We know each other. You saw where I was going with that. I want this to remind you of Benson Mule Days, where you came from Mm -hmm. and where we will be headed this September. You got it. If COVID doesn't keep us away. Yep. We'll do a remote show. Yeah. Then we're going to Mule Days. Yep. And so enjoy that. Yeah, nice. Thank you. So Matt's number, if you want to call him, is... uh, (laughs) 555... 8675309919 Mule Days. All right, once again, thank you to all listeners and Jordan. Yeah, thanks Jordan. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope your lovely wife who grew up an NSync fan isn't too offended. But you know what? It's your fault. <laughs> You're the one who signed us up for it. Yep. Thank you listeners for taking part in the listener's choice contest. Thanks for all the interaction and fun. Matt, until season 3, what can people do? Even though we'll be taking a break from recording new episodes for a few weeks, we'll still be active on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Finest Work Songs. Please send us emails, finestworksongs at gmail.com. We'll have some opportunities to remind you of our past episodes and, and you know, invite you, if you haven't listened to some of our episodes from season one and earlier in season two, yeah, please give those a listen. Let us know your thoughts. As always, we, as we're gearing up for season three, we want to hear those uh, albums you'd like for us to talk about. Yeah, we'll be back soon, probably August, maybe September. Yeah. And we'll have a whole slew of albums yeah. and hopefully guests mm-hmm. to be able to bring back on. Matt, we've had a lot of different send-offs this season. We started with dropping the deuce. Mm-hmm. COVID caused us to shift to some more relevant Yes. to the times psa type yes yeah because we didn't think that encouraging dropping a deuce <laughs> during this pandemic was the healthiest thing that we could do that being said we hope you enjoy old epipods until we come back and until then in the immortal words of newsflash boy band savior old man goggles <laughs> the fat one and lance bye bye the recording of this epipod, we have received news that the 71st annual Benson Mule Days has been canceled this year due to COVID-19. While we've all suffered loss from the pandemic, this hits home and it hits deep. To all the mules and the mule fans out there, don't give up hope. We will rise again. Mule Days. 2021.